nothing beats uh, having last second instructions on how to introduce ourselves here. <laughs> I'm so your... confused. Yeah, I I what do we do? I believe you interview Peas, but right, I'm not sure on what. Yeah, you intro me, I intro Peas. Peas intros, Chris Revee, who's not here. and <laughs> Welcome, everyone, Chris Revee. All right, Chris. Hey, Chris, how's it going? How's it going, buddy? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Sorry, silence from Chris. Yes. He sounds like he has IBS. <laughs> to be fair, he has IBS. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing either. Uh, welcome to Calling the Audible. It is uh, our first episode of the 2019 season. And we're back. I'm back in the saddle along with these two pinheads to my left. <laughs> What's up? As we are reunited once again for another full fun season of winter football and jargon. And we'll converse through the next 14 weeks, right up to April 13th and 14th for the road show for the 1660 final. My God, that is one of the most brutal weekends to be a part of. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what I compare that to? It's like watching six straight baseball games in a row. Ugh. And it's like zero zero for all six straight games. Or if you have Alzheimer's, it's like watching the same game, baseball game, over and over. <laughs> Could be. Then it's but exciting. You don't realize it. Yeah. I thought you were going to say watch six games of soccer back to back. I'm a big soccer guy. Uh, <laughs> it's worse than baseball. No, no, soccer's a lot more. It's a lot more fun, man. You guys would have fun, man. I think Peace would have fun in the soccer because of the alcohol. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, party. at the games, yes. Yeah. yeah I guess, watching at home alone. I'm not well behaved. No, watching the home home game is very subdued. You have to go to European. I'm actually going in May. Actually, I'm looking forward to it. Where are you going? Liverpool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. We'll talk about it in the spring season. Are they <laughs> are they known for uh, trafficking organs or for their pools? Otherwise, it's a misnomer. That's a good question. I'll find out when I go. Excuse me, sir. Can I have your kitty? Absolutely. Right here. Cut it right there and take it away. <laughs> the correct answer is pool to say kitty. Oh boy. <laughs> it's a new form of Uber. Yes, it is. I like staring at Mo awkwardly when I land a dad joke. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. Anyway, let's uh, let's dive into it. It is 6 and 6D. Uh, we are going to be carrying yes. you throughout the next 14 weeks up until the road show on April 13th and 14th. Uh, let's do the proper introduction because our producer, Eagle. No Eagle sound. No Eagle sound. None. <laughs> he was uh, has informed us we must do a formal introduction. So I'm Mo Khan, who will be hosting this with these two pads. I'm Simon Dagenet. I've been FPF for too long now, and uh, we've been doing this podcast for like uh, five, Far six years now. We're clear, Eagle. I'm sorry. We don't <laughs> we know, don't know where we're Far going with this. Um, I'm Pease, and my face is too fat to be pinheaded uh, either in size or quantity. 4K. Yeah. You guys are really bad at this. this yeah. Well, we, d- we didn't know what to do. You tell Hi, us like two seconds. I'm Eagle. I produced the show. I've been doing this for a long time. I played in the Hi. league in Division 5. What's a long time? Really happy to be here to bring you the Hi, show. I, I, Tune I, in I, every Thursday for this. Yeah, whatever. Hi, I'm Pease, and uh, it's, <laughs> been, it so it's been 24 hours since my last drink. Hi, Pease. Hello, peace. Yeah. All right. Chris, so, we can't clip this. So we'll try again next week. So right, we'll you, try next week. <laughs> you were talking about pinheads, but you will make a great bubblehead. Bubblehead? Oh, yeah. No, already bubblehead. You will make I a mean, great bubblehead. bubblehead. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we have a new member to this show who's not here this week. He is under the weather, Chris Rive, who takes over, the, takes over the role of GM, who now becomes the Chris Berman of the show. He does like uh, monologues of like past football games. Kind of. Hey, let's go back to 2011. See what Dashney throwing five INTs. Pretty sure that was last week <laughs> or last night, for that matter. So if we have like I a, if we have a like a 
fireman's catalog but have FPF media members is every month just GM <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean you don't want pool. you don't want either of us to the, be the, there the Liverpool to choose from so to speak is not very uh, no. not great we're no. not starting off with like Stefano and Moa like the scorekeeper cover you know <laughs> the scorekeeper edition <laughs> January Field 3 January Stefano well maybe Moa back in those uh, those white um, oh, days. oh wow yeah, put that up man uh, retro there you go that's the January retro all right, boys, let's, uh, let's dive into it. So today is just a very laissez-faire, uh, we don't really care episode where we talk about the teams. What do you mean you don't care? Well, I mean, we print that and we pretend to care. 10% of the season's done. It is. It is. Uh, well, actually, not all the teams played, so only... Well, some teams couldn't play. Couldn't play. But it, they should have yes, played. Which we'll explain furthermore in this episode for those who will be impacted by this uh, uh, unforeseen situation at St. Laurent for Monday nights. Uh, and we'll explain that at the end of the broadcast. So let's dive into it, guys. Div 6, 6D. We talked about 6D and, and 6. Initially, Div 6 was the developmental league, which was, what, mm-hmm. 2014 when it first came mm-hmm. about? 2015. Yeah, 2015. So about four or five years ago. And now 60, which nice. came about two years ago, I believe, right? Or a year and a half ago? Three? Three years ago. I think it's the third Even winter. Better. So the third winter, we'll say two two winters minimum. Gentlemen, we dive into this, this year. This is why we had GM. <laughs> yeah, GM, where are you? This is why we need him on the show. Absolutely, we need GM. So d- let's dive into it, guys. Before we get into the week that was for both 6 and 6D, uh, what's your outlook for these two divisions, starting with 6D? Are we going to see a uh, better flow of play, or is this still going to be one of those leagues where we're going to say, all right, guys, don't worry about it. Get him next time. Um. So the th- – one thing to, to note is that because you start in 60, it doesn't mean you'll end in 60 and same with 6. Uh, we're reclassing, reclassifying teams at playoff time. Uh, Eagle, I don't remember the breakdown, so if you can fill us in. I have it yeah, right here, sir. So 1 to 8 in Division 6 will remain in Division 6. 9 to 12 in Division 6 get relegated down four seeds. So if you're 9 to 12, you end up being 13 to 16. Mm-hmm. Seeds 13 to 16 get relegated down to 6D and occupy seeds 1 to 4. Mm-hmm. The 1 to 4 seeds in Division 6D slot in and get promoted to seeds 9 to 12. In I'm Division confused six. by these numbers now. For those who are like Mo and are confused, and myself, by the way, as well, uh, there's an article written by yours truly about it and an awesome graphic that I did not design, but it's actually super great and is the only way I actually understood it to write the article. So Basically, the take best a look at the Flag Plus football website. The, the best four teams in 6D get promoted. Get promoted. The worst four teams playoff that make teams. playoffs playoff get demoted. Rele- Meaning, uh, relegated. Relegated, yes. And then uh, we don't just sh- like th- swap them straight up, right? So it's not like the four and four switch. We yeah. actually have a way of shooting people down such that you're not like automatically penalizing the teams that get promoted by having to play the best yeah, team. The best in four six. teams from 6D don't go to the bottom to play the no. best teams from 6. They get, they're in the middle of the bracket. Yeah, what, what, what we did, and this was a test trial last year with the spring season with uh, Division E, it was, I believe, right? We had yeah, the promotion relegation system, is that there is a, a committee that's independent that does not have any, any connection. So, for example, last spring it was Simon, Stefano, Berardi, a scorekeeper, and myself that helped put the pieces of the puzzle together. Unfortunately, all those teams that moved up got cracked. No, that's not true. Watch well, the team that moved down got cracked. That, that was what, one one was. speed power was uh, was uh, six points away from making the final. I know. And, that and having been... moved up. You know what I mean? So, and, and we did see the top teams from... Always talking about himself. 
No, oh, but that's, that was the team that made it furthest of the promoted teams. Of the relegated teams, uh, the Ducks actually won. Won the final. Yeah. So they were relegated, moved down, and they, and they, they actually won the cup. So, so now, for those who are still in confusion, uh, read Pieces article that will unveil the whole bracket. But there is an independent, I guess, college football committee, but in the FPF format. There's no committee this time. Oh, there's no committee? No committee. Even better. We it's done automatically. Choose. All right, perfect. We don't get to choose. We don't get to choose our our top 14, top 15. I mean, you'll do it. I'll just throw out your ballots in the garbage. Yeah. Oh, great (laughs) stuff, guys. Great stuff. Cool. Thanks for all the work you put in. So we'll do it anyway. Eagle, where's the fire basket? That's right. Fire basket. I put the breakdown on the screen. So if you're watching, you'll be able to see it. Otherwise, So it's on the screen right now about the format. So again, the... In Division Six, the bottom four playoff teams get relegated to the six D playoffs, and the top four teams from six D get promoted to the six playoffs. And then from there, it's going to be allocated to the proper number of where they should be. So, PZ and Simo, I'll ask you, Simo, what do you expect from year two of the promotion relegation playoff system? Do you think this will make it even closer in terms of the competition that we'll have? Well, the the one thing that I found with this relegation delegation system is that it was f- delegation. Yeah. Really good. You know what I meant. <laughs> Jeez. So like we're sending like a group of people to a foreign country. <laughs> Delegation. We're sending Mocha to UK. We're ten minutes in, and already we have the first Simonism. So, anyway, so what? Uh, the way I see it is like P said earlier, the the team that moved up from Division Six the last time we did this ended up playing the best teams in Division Six altogether, and were sort of crushed. Right, like it, it wasn't pretty games, and some of them were not necessarily close. So by moving them in the middle instead of necessarily at the bottom, or giving them a chance to play teams that are not necessarily as strong as that ten and O team in Division Six, and it should make for better games altogether. Also for that ten and O team, right? If you finish number one in Division Six, you shouldn't be playing the number one seed in the other that's the division bracket, conference. Yeah. What also makes it interesting is that if you're trying to tank to get into the 13 to 16 seeds, well, one, you're risking getting eliminated, and two, if another team tanks, quote unquote, better than you, well, then you end up in the nine to 12 and actually end up playing the hot, the harder seeds. So there's this whole like weird strategy game now when it comes to actually having to play your schedule. In the end, what we're trying to do is when teams register for Division <laughs> Six, we don't have a lot of information about the players. Uh, there's a lot of un- unforeseen circumstances. We don't know how they'll adapt. We don't know. There's no way we can know um, all every player's background. So we're trying to make the decision when we're armed with more information and we have a sample size of 10 games. So now that we have the information, we're trying to find the best way to do it. And we, it is the third attempt, and all of them have been successful to a degree, and we'll continue to work on it. If people have suggestions for future seasons on how we can do this, we're all ears. Of course, uh, always. Because it's... You know, it's a it's a developing process, and it's going to change from season to season. So, does this format encourage teams that do get promoted promoted from sixty to six? And let's say they get w- one playoff win. Does that, does that mean it's been a success for this format? To say this team can now play in a hard division. I think so because I don't think the teams in six D are necessarily worse than the teams in Division Six because we don't know because we don't know enough about them. We put them in there. For all we know, it could be a group of NFL players. <laughs> We'd hope not, but that because the ratings are set up the way they are, when a team of all 55s joins FPF, that's the intro rating for a Division Six player, we have no idea what their football backgrounds are. We have no idea how good they are, how well they'll adapt to FPF. So um, 
the assumption that six deep teams are automatically worse was proven wrong mm-hmm. in in the in the spring, which is yep. great because that's what we wanted. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the first time we di- we divided six and six D, we left the teams as is, and the playoffs were atrocious. It was the first round was just blow up, blow up, yeah, blow up. Yeah, I was very like, my god, we made a terrible, oh terrible. Not even not even the playoffs, but just the regular, the regular season, season two. That was yeah. bad. And I think um, just statistically, we've uh, checked every single season since the first one, obviously, and every year we've tried to do things to try and make them more competitive. And to I would say a success, we've uh, we consider a blowout anything where there's more than eighteen points difference between the teams at the end of the game excluding forfeits. And so in that window, uh, we've managed to be able to reduce the regular season percentage by, uh, I think, double digits, I think, where I think it's approximately 5 to 10%. I can't remember the exact numbers of games are blowouts as opposed to be like 20% or something. So there was a, a large difference that we managed to do. We just haven't solved the playoff problem yet. So we think that last year was a good try, um, but that we still somewhat missed to a degree. So we think this one might be a better way of actually doing it for handling those 60 teams that we know nothing about that are just powerhouses, not just having them crush everyone in the rest of the list, but actually giving them a challenge. So what's the reaction from those 6D teams? When Was this something that was informed to them to say, hey, guys, just to it give was, you heads uh, up? The information was put out before the season. And what was the reaction? Um, I had a lot of questions, to be honest. People wrote to me directly to ask questions because I wrote the article. Overall, people are interested, and it's not as confusing as the promotion relegation of the Fall Cup. So they're not as weirded out by it as they are because <laughs> uh, it's still a full regular season and all that. So what what has happened is they definitely required more clarification, but I don't think anyone is particularly scared or worried. My worry is that, you know, maybe the fourth 6D team, you know, maybe they, they had an easy schedule and move up. We're, see, like now we're not analyzing schedules the way we did because we actually had a schedule analyzer last, mm-hmm. last season. We had big money that, to do that. That showed <laughs> us big money is we gave you Eagle a uh, cheeseburger. And... Um, it wasn't even good. Does he, does, <laughs> he not, does he not look like a drummer for like a grunge band? That yes. looks. Is he on camera? So yeah. otherwise, okay. Th- yeah. Yes. And for those listening, yes. Um, but so the the, the thing is, not is a that very good band. No. The thing is, is that we we, we, we have, it's something we <laughs> have to continue not. working on because because we we haven't, as Eagle said, found a, found a solution. And now that might be an issue too. Is that some team might just play. Seven of their ten games against bad teams and 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 beat them, but then now they play in divisions. When they move to the division six playoffs, they're going to struggle because they haven't faced a team anywhere near that caliber. Yeah, that's something to consider as well. Also, doesn't mean the format that we use in the spring could have been the right one along with mm-hmm. just trying something new to see. Like, we're, right? We don't know if that format was ideal or not. We think we don't think it was. So we're trying something. I mean, else. Everyone knows the BCS format I- was ideal in the first place when, yeah. they did, when they did it in college football. So why wouldn't it be ideal? <laughs> But we're, we're trying something new. If it doesn't work, we could always revert back to what we did. Or it could be a new combination of having a committee, but like implement seeds differently. Or, you know, we, it doesn't mean this current format is going to be the one we're going to go with for the rest of times. All right, guys. So let's, let's look at the teams and not to get too in depth here, but looking at Div 6. 6 or 6D? We'll go with Div 6 first. Okay. Uh, who in your mind are the. I know it's one week and it's overreaction with us all the time. Like, my mm-hmm. God, this team is so amazing. So, when it's, so in our overreaction analysis, who do you believe or which team or teams do you believe are the favorites in Div 6 to be a top-tier seed in the playoffs? You want to go first, PZ? Sure. Because Simon's never, never prepped. Um, I like true. 
I like uh, I played I played against Warriors last night. I was very impressed with what I saw. There's a lot of speed. A lot of teams in Division Six don't have. When it comes to thank you, Eagle. That much depth. All right, <laughs> he's watching some uh, sort of I YouTube autoplay video. videos. Dirty, La- Dirty Landry has uh, a stupid name, but uh, Avery Lala is quarterback in Division Six, which. Uh, last it, time he was, he played well. But is that a mismatch though for him to be in Div Six? No. Does that not stunt his growth as a quarterback? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't in flag. I don't think he's that much better than a Div Six quarterback yet. Also, six is stronger than people believe. Yeah, like it's, the weakest thing about Division Six is not the defenses; it's the quarterbacks. Yeah, and so it's he's a good quarterback, but yeah. he's still playing against you know teams that uh, in a lot of cases can compete not i'm not saying the wind of 5b let's say no but there's but some good defenses in there they but know what we, they're doing we've always we've always heard though in the nfl there's only like five all alpha male quarterbacks right so how many true legitimate quarterbacks are there in division six that you think is good is there like three is there four quarterbacks is there maybe more than that without specifying names in your mind i think it goes about five deep and everyone else is just average i think the, average. the thing is in, in division six there there are good quarterbacks but they all have flaws Okay. And for example, Avril Allah has the least flaws, but his flaws is that he's not a flag quarterback. Not yet. He, not yet. He's the one who has the most potential and will achieve the most in FPF, but he he's just at a point where he's still making reads and and throws like a, like a tackle quarterback. So in this in six D, Simo, would you would you rather have a team that has like an amazing quarterback, a, a really below average team, or would you rather have a sound team with an average quarterback? I'd rather have a sound team with an average quarterback in the lower division. Something we've seen uh, recently with a team like Green Monster didn't have a, like a stellar quarterback, but the team around them was very good, and they were able to sort of compensate for that. If when you move up divisions and we're looking at division one, two, three, you really need like a very good quarterback to get to get away with it. But in the lower divisions, sometimes you're able to win games twelve to six. You know. Or in their case, nineteen to two against uh, pension plan. Yeah, you're about to win these scrappy games without scoring necessarily thirty points per game. So you don't. So you need a quarterback that's sufficient that won't necessarily turn the ball over too often, but he doesn't need to score on every drive. So you could get away with punting the ball a few times, even though your quarterback's not necessarily the best, and you'll still end up with wins nineteen to eighteen, for instance. Oh, I thought I was waiting for PZ to follow oh, up. Asked, I, was, I was looking at PZ. You, you, you asked him that question. You asked him that question directly. I still think they, that if you have a capable quarterback off the bat, then you're at a huge advantage. Well, it helps, especially in 6D. But so, but the comparison was a very good quarterback with a bad team, or a good team without a strong quarterback. The thing is, uh, if you. If you even understand, especially in, again, this specifically the 6D, if you even understand like proper play calling concepts, you'll dominate games in the 6D without having a, without even having studs. You don't even need a fast yeah, so, so the play calling is more important than the actual plays of the Well, I'm not saying thrower plays. of the ball. I'm yeah. saying quarterback. Yeah, so the, play, so the calling plays and being like the, the focal point of the offense rather than actually like the arm that throws the ball. Correct. Yes. 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 Because we're talking quarterbacks. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. That we're execution talking, of the play. I know we're talking to someone who doesn't read the field well and doesn't call good plays. I don't know. This and has a strong arm, so therefore, that, there's a message this morning. Here. That's why he's gonna he's gonna actually uh, break it down that way, obviously. But yeah, calling plays and reading defenses is super important. So, I don't so, know if you heard. I don't know. I saw this message this morning of you saying that was great. So. So. I could put it up right now. Which. <laughs> Which division, six or sixty, will have the undefeated team? 
Do you think there's going to be undefeated at all, or do you think this is so much parody we have now that we're not going to have any undefeated? 60 has a chance. I don't think it happens. 6 is the most parody I've seen since we've introduced Division 6 in, in, in E. I think both divisions going to have at least one, just because if you don't get to play every single so team. So who are they? Who are they? If they were like... Is NWO, for example, in 6, who've been mainstays yeah, in, in 6. For, from what I've seen, well, for a very small, simple size, Dog Pound's a very good team. Who? Right, Dog Pound's a very good team. Dog Channel Four News team. What about them? Right, we're, we're yeah. They, I mean, overall, I think that since there's 24 teams, there's a chance that you get to play 10 teams that are not necessarily in the top four. Right, like if there's 24 teams, you're playing only 10 of them. You could be playing the 10 worst teams in the division by the end of the season, and you could go 10 and 0 just because you had an easier schedule. Doesn't mean you're the best team. Well, in the here's division. a good question for you boys. Right, since we're talking about rankings and all that stuff. Let's say we have a team that goes ten and zero, and those ten teams that that lost to T Max were zero and one hundred, mm-hmm. or like ten and ninety. So, are we going to devalue them as being a legitimate one? Well, again, it doesn't matter this season because right. there's just no, no, no. But I'm saying, though, do we look at that and say, well, hey, you know, they had an easy schedule, but we really think, well, that's what we're going to do because that's the that's thing. That's what we, we do. We that's do. what we argue about. Uh, you know, and then if they win, they're like, oh, but they're going to lose the next one. Prove it, prove it, prove it again, and then prove it again is the thing we do because that's the easy move. Um, but I, I, look, we'll always look. We look at that in every co- in every division that we cover, except for Division 1 and 2 because th- there's sm- such small divisions that it's not possible to have an easy schedule. No, cause, yeah, because everybody plays everybody at least once. Right? Yeah. If we had a 10-team division, we couldn't use that argument saying you could have an easy schedule. Everybody has the same schedule. Yeah. But in these cases, there's a chance that a team like Channel, News, Channel 4 News team plays – Nine out of ten teams that are in the bottom ten, right? right. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. I, I think it, it's a, it's a discussion to have around week six or seven when we have more information on every single team to say whether or not this team had an easy schedule mm-hmm. coming to the season. It's not the, like it's nobody's fault. You, you play whoever you have on your schedule, but that ten and zero record might be a little bit flawed. So it's, going going to this blind date with six D, is there a team that has caught your attention then from after? The first week of the season, Llama Pajamas. You know which one? You know which one? <laughs> the, the greatest defense in the history of FPS. Yeah, in the history of football. History of Bud Knights. Bud Knights. All right. Bud Knights. Well, like they, they, they did shut down a good team in B Ballers. B Ballers was one of those teams where they technically qualified for Division uh, Six and not uh, for Six D and not Six, despite the fact that we had advanced knowledge, knowing that there's a lot of good players. They only had two. FPF veterans on the team, so therefore they qualified for 6D, and a potential candidate for um, for being bumped up into the division for promotion into the playoffs. Well, they however, came, they came in with a cockful of confidence. Mm-hmm. You say cockful? Yes, a whole chickenful. Oh, okay, a whole meal. It's, a, it's yeah, an actual. It's, it's an actual expression, isn't it? Cock. Cock expression. I don't know, but. They listen. T- just a shout out. Any but any team in FPF is difficult to do. Like the, the sc- not when you have the best defense. Why? In the history of right, that's so what I'm saying. Okay, so if, if you're going to proclaim and and give the heavyweight belt to Bud Nuts for the best defense, so over under a hundred points they give up this year. So there's nine more games left. We under under so under under they, they under hundred. So how yeah, hard under hundred is? Yes, that is impressive. If they give if they if they give up less than a hundred points. Yes. They that means Listen, last season I said the exact same thing and they lost the following week by like thirty points. I looked like an idiot. So but this this year I'm back in the bandwagon. 
Bay Knights is going to – I'm not saying they're going to go 10-0. I'm saying their defense is going to be great. So are they going to give up less than 100 points? That's my question to you. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll th- yeah, I'll say yes. Um, quick update. So I Googled expression cock full of, yeah. and my third thoughts are NSFW. So no, this doesn't exist. <laughs> no. Okay. You read it right. I'm sure I've sure heard that before. Use Urban Dictionary. Yes, we'll go to Urban Dictionary for that one. Yeah, let's not use Urban Dictionary. <laughs> no, we won't. I mean, it's better than Google Image. Okay, is, do you think there, there could be... <laughs> all right. Google Image, this guy. Uh, do you think there could be an office that... It could explode in Div 6D. Is it honestly, uh, the Migos or is it someone else? Honestly, give me DGC. Um, I was. Oh, yeah? I thought they could have competed in Division um, uh, 6. They were only relegated to 6D because we needed an even amount of teams to compete in Division 6. And um, they had, of the remaining teams that qualified for Division 6, they had the worst track record. So they went down. So now Fodi Evangelista is back from his, his ACL tear. So I know it's his first season back, but he's still an excellent piece on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's played hard divisions now, playing in the lower division. Yeah. Uh, Massimo Canucci is an excellent player. Andrew Dimele is very fast. And Sean Martin is improving, uh, and he's learning that famous Joey Taylor fo- football system. So I, I like this offense a lot. I think that especially in 6D, I don't know if they're ready for a Division 6 playoff, but I think they'll do very well in Division 6D. I think they're going to get promoted. They're going to be in top three the entire season. How about the potatoes? I don't know. I, d- I don't the know potatoes. if it was just good matchup or if the team's really this good. Potatoes. First of all, great name. Yeah. Second season. You really are on the potato thing, huh? Potatoes. But listen, JJ Costantini is a very good player, but I just feel like the team's kind of thin. Yeah, but if you if like if it's a small sample size, but any quarterback that goes ten for sixteen usually it's it's good, right? Like he's able to complete most of his passes. Most of these are not necess- like there's a forty bomb, but there's also a lot of short passes, which shows it's dirt. not a lot of short passes because well, every second completion was a touchdown, which is well, yeah, a good sign for short field. defense. Yeah. So, but the, the thing is, I don't know if this is because they played a bad team or no, it's because okay, I see what you, mean. Good, you know what I mean. Like I don't know from purely looking at the box score, I would say that they're they're not just one dimensional. If we don't have the forty bomb, we don't score at all. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're one dimensional because they have one very good player, and. Eventually, teams will be able to shut that down. If they can. They will. Every, every Nobody has someone who's not shut downable. I mean, because you could double team that person. I mean, or triple team. Bracket coverage. Quad team. Super team. I actually faced bracket coverage this week. It was cool. I'd On never you? seen that in Div 6. On you? Yeah, against me. Oh, man. Like no, no, as a quarterback. No. <laughs> I thought, they, as a snapper, like, well, I mean, you don't need that. No, they just they, but they left the snapper alone, and they literally played three guys on one side of the field. I played a triangle. One quarterback in in six D that can have a Pat Mahomes type of impact this year. Fifty touchdowns. Yeah. So when I, when I reference Pat Mahomes, everyone knows who he is. For for those who are not uh, CFL, who fans. is he, Mo? Quarterback <laughs> for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, He's actually doing his job properly, all right? Don't give yeah. a shit when he actually does shit properly. <laughs> uh, so when we look at Pat Mahomes, 50 touchdown passes and a, and a blowout year. So could it be a guy like Benjamin Reed who can be the Pat Mahomes of this division? I think it's going to be Olivier Godard of Lama's Pajamas. Lama's Pajamas. Uh, I, I, mes- I mentioned Sean Martin before. I just think that the pace of the game will be too slow for him to put up those kinds of numbers. Olivier Godard is one of the hardest throwers in the division. And again, it's it's a thing that's not common in the division. So teams will not see it for nine weeks, 
and the one week they face him will have to face a guy who's got an absolute rocket, I think that gives him a huge advantage. I think there's a chance in a guy like uh, Feinberg was able to put up... But that's six. Yeah. Then we're talking about 60. They're both Division six. They're both allowed. Uh, under the umbrella, he's got a point under the umbrella. Under the umbrella of Division six. I think there's a chance just because of I how did, fast they're off. I never plays. got to hate you so quickly in a, in a year, in a calendar year. <laughs> like <laughs> this fall. Well, cup. I mean, you call me at midnight every time, every New Year calendar. Yeah. So there's a chance. There's a lot of alcohol involved. <laughs> there's, there's a chance you hate me in the first five minutes of a New Year. Yeah. No. There, this, this, is, this is the quickest. This is a solid one. chance. How many but days? How many days are we in? It's like January 10th. 10 days. 10 days. Ten, 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 ten days for me to hate you. <laughs> Not long. But yeah, I would say just because of how quickly they play on offense. like they, It's a quick offense that's turned the balls over a lot, mm-hmm. but they also score fast. So he's going to be able to put up 50 touchdowns with 20 picks. All right, so we're going to go with our predictions now. Uh, starting next week, we'll get more in-depth with, with angles and storylines for the weeks two and beyond. Uh, this week, there are two articles coming out, Division yes. 6. It's a new division they may not know. There's myself writing one of the articles. Marc-André Delonier is running the French article. Um, so in there, we have actually in-depth breakdowns of, uh, I believe, between the two of us, we'll have eight to ten games broken down per week. It's pretty good. Plus predictions uh, that will appear in his article and power rankings, which will appear in my article. So s- to simplify that, I'll just do like a Crips note on the Facebook wall for the FPF group, and you can read it like that. Two words. PZ, Mark andre that's yes. three words. And link the articles, please. <laughs> I'll have link that for sure. So check it out. So PC's got his article out along with Mark andre Deloney. They will be your 6 and 6D uh, writers for the season. So, John, let's get into the finals. Uh, obviously, we can't forecast who's going to play where. But I'll ask you right now, who do you think can win 6D and Div 6 this year? That's all. One team. Well, Division 6 is hot sports is winning, period. Done Listen, care. guy. Look, you can't even win a game. I don't, hey, it's, it's a week one. Week one doesn't matter. <laughs> week one's irrelevant. Um, division, yeah, Division 6, it's already, it's already been decided. Everyone can just go home. Um, division 6D. Now, nah, Division 6D, will it be a team being relegated? Oh, that's, that's why. So it could be it's any team you think. So we, you can pick a Div 6 team to win 6D or vice versa to win 6. Because it's going to go Bud Knights, but there's a good chance to get promoted and get smacked by Hot Sauce Sports. How Smack. about the Brewers? No. The Brewers? I and the Brewers are your spring slash winter final BDI, I mean. They are really good dudes. I like them, and they're learning, and they're they have a long they have a, they have a they have a road ahead of them. They have a road ahead of them. Just give me zone six ballers oh, yeah? to move down, and Jansley Valbonard win the championship for them. Division sixteen. I like that dude. Right. I like him a lot. Give me potatoes. Runs like a tall gazelle. Tall gazelle? Just not like a regular one, like a giraffe-sized gazelle. He's not that tall, but he runs that way. Okay. So he runs like Forrest Gump. Yeah. No, like a giraffe-sized gazelle. <laughs> you know those questions like, would you rather fight a g- gazelle-sized giraffe or, a, a, you know? What kind of questions do you have? It's a horse-sized duck or a hundred uh, duck-sized horses. Or, or a giraffe-sized gazelle. <laughs> or... A gazelle-sized draft. <laughs> no, it's not. Who you got? Uh, I got potatoes in Division 6. Guy, okay. I understand animal crackers I think is your reference point for biology. Oh. Peas is upset. Yeah, peas is mad now. Peas is upset. I think that, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with like potatoes because they're going to finish like sixth seed. They're not going to get promoted up to Division 6. That's a good show. Yeah. And they're going to be one of the stronger, like higher seeds in Division 6 deep facing lower 
teams and they're going to be able to sneak by to the championship. Okay. All right. So there you have it. I I will go in Division 6. I'm not going with Bud Knights because that's too of a Simon Dagenet, like over the top. Number one defense. Of Um, all time. Of all time. Ever. Since Uh, Moses. (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, DGC. Two oh, interesting. Six. Two and six? Two yeah. and six. Yeah. Six deep. A big one. Right. <laughs> I like them. I don't know if I like that. Wow, that's a real bulk uh, proclamation over there. It's like, okay. I'm, He's like, I'm not going to go over the top. I'm not going to go over the top. Oh, no, DGC is going to win Division 6. And then, Maybe you know Division what? 3. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. And then six. I'm gonna, they, they're going to love me for this, even though they're going to like break my heart again. The Warriors. It's not the same Warriors. Yeah, it's not. I know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. I know. I don't think he knew. I don't oh, think I he know knew until now. now. Giddy up. All right. So, <laughs> guys, check out the PZ's article along with Mark Andre Deloney. They'll have articles up every right. Friday. 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 Yes, Friday. 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 Every, 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 they, mine should be on Fridays because then I run out of time. <laughs> yeah. Friday. Before Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. As you're playing. Read the article as you're playing. So, the articles will be up at the. Pre-game dump. Read it. There you go. Thursday Mine's long, so if you like, if you have like food poisoning, I'm your guy. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, or Saturday <laughs> afternoon will be the article launch. If you have food poisoning, they're not long shits. No, but you're there often, so you can read it <laughs> oh, in segments. Yeah. And uh, visit the Facebook group. And uh, uh, announcement also, just before we go off air well, here. plugged up, same thing. Exactly. So for those who have St. Laurent Monday night games, unfortunately, there was a little of a fumble from whoever's side. Unfilled side. three only. Well, that's the thing, right? They're going to do a random draw. So oh. what it is now, it was supposed to be three fields of games, but it's only two fields of games. So that means a total of now 27 games will be rescheduled on the last week, quote-unquote, the 11th week of the season or 12th week of the season now. What are the 11. 11th week of the season. So be on the lookout. Look for your emails, team captains, from Robert Campana, who will notify the teams who have been impacted by the Monday schedule in St. Laurent that will have you guys play the week of March 18th on either a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday to make up for the lost dates. Monday or Wednesday to make up the lost dates of the Monday schedule that was supposed to be three, but not now it's two fields. So Tuesday would make the most sense because then you have no conflicts. Yeah, never, never. They can uh, simplify that thing, but never. But then there's it's, also it, no fields. It's because we actually do have field space available on those days well, because okay. of our thing. Tuesday, it's not as easy. So Okay. Yeah. All right, so this has been a lookout for captains who have games on Saint Laurent in St. Laurent on Monday nights. Uh, to be aware of your schedule moving forward, that your game will be could be rescheduled for March 18th. It's a really big one. You got to push out. That's, that'll take some time. You can read the article. Perfect. Like you had like a big heavy lasagna all this time yeah. for this. Without yeah. for the dude. That's even last time I had lasagna, dude. I was in there a while. <laughs> the magic words, please. Ooh, I'm have to find like six magic words now. Good night, Alabama. Yo. Or like. Bad tacos. Again, not all, not long. Bad. But Taco tacos. Bell. Taco Bell, yeah. Taco, Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell, but man, Taco Bell doesn't love me. Or what's that fiesta they got at um, Red Lobster when there's just way too much food? Like I finish it. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's awful. Though. Okay.